Welcome to Inside USF, the podcast, designed especially for faculty and staff across our three campuses. I'm Tom Wolf with University Communications and Marketing. Every other Friday, you'll meet colleagues who are making a positive difference through their commitment to our students and communities, to addressing society's most pressing issues, and to our shared principles of community. Like you, they are helping to make this America's fastest rising public university. Our topic for this episode is sustainability, a longstanding commitment of our university and one that is incorporated into the new strategic plan's key initiatives. Joining me is Winnie Mulamba, Sustainability Coordinator for the St. Petersburg campus. Thanks for joining me. You're a long way from where you grew up. Tell me about life in Kenya. Thank you so much, Tom, for having me here. So growing up in Kenya was um, was nice. Like every time I remember my childhood memories, it was always beautiful, you know. Um, we, so the way children are raised in Kenya, at least back in the day, it was more of a community, sense of community. So you are a kid, but you don't belong just to your parents. You belong to the community. So there was always people at home. There was always like just, and then we have big families too, right? So you always have your cousins around, you always have your sisters around and just your friends. And it's always been people around me. And just having that, I find that to be amazing because you have this support system with you throughout, you know, your life. So uh, so I'd say growing up there was really was, was really beautiful, it was really amazing. Um, I struggle a lot being here sometimes, knowing that, you know, I'm just by myself, you know, and uh, your neighbor is not necessary. It's just your neighbor, like in the U.S. Unlike in Kenya, your neighbor is also your family, you know. So, yeah. You earned a bachelor's degree in marketing. What did you do after graduation? Um, so I worked for um, a company which is sort of like a federal agency in Kenya. It's called uh, Kenya Seed Company. And what they do is they sell uh, certified seed agricultural seed to uh, farmers. So ranging from corn to vegetable seeds and all kind of agricultural seeds that you could think of. I worked with them for about four years and mainly what I did there was uh, working with farmers, um, teaching them you know, good uh, agricultural practices and obviously selling the seeds to them. So that was the main, my main role there. You also started an initiative designed to help farmers Tell me about that. So while I was there, as I said, my, mainly our clientele at Kenya Seed was uh, the large-scale farmers. And the main crop grown in Kenya is, um, we call it maize, but we call it here corn. Um, so while I was there, I mean, it's good. It's good business. But I was really concerned about the people with small acreage, you know, those people who don't have anything more than an acre but they want to still compete in the business. And obviously the large-scale farmers would outplay them just because they have the economies of scale. Um, so I and one of my colleagues decided to, 
you know, work with these small scale farmers and figure a way to make them more um, uh, economically uh, empowered. So what we did was, uh, and then we work, we were working in an area where it was mo- mostly marginalized, so like in the remote areas of Kenya, and we formed a group where the community came together and the idea was you don't necessarily have to grow maize for you to be successful. There are these high-value crops that really don't take up a big space. You know, things like, you know, broccoli, those are not really things that we eat in Kenya, but they're high-value crops. So we would identify sesame, um, you know, broccoli. Uh, we also had uh, sorghum as uh, considered sort of like a high-value crop. So we would um, promote this type of crops to the to the women and uh, encourage them to plant this so that they're not really competing with the maize farmers and they have this niche market where they can sell their products at high value. Kind of an impact did all of this have on you? It so for me it was it was really impressive. So I remember we went to this village one time and uh, just having and it was the border between Kenya and Uganda. So first of all, there were people there who spoke did not really speak my language. So having to navigate through that barrier was challenging but also interesting because now you have to immerse yourself you know in the community and then um just being there through the process and seeing people not at the start where they're not really sure what's happening like what's going on and then going through the process with them making them feel like this is something that you can do you know we can do this and then not being sure if they're going to accept you know the program going back into my you know day to day job and then having them call me back and make their orders of the seed and get into the program and actually grow the the crop that was just like you know amazing and satisfying for me because um to me it's you know it's progress and it's success so that was um that was a really good moment for me a really satisfying moment for me and then you came to USF and then i came to USF how did that happen so this was just uh, actually the program that we started was just a year before i had to travel to the us so i had done a lot of things at, around that year that was in between 2015 2016 i was doing a lot of like small projects with with my company but not my main as my main role and just getting them off the ground was amazing but knowing that you know i'm i'll be leaving to the us was also sort of disappointing because i'm like i hope these programs won't die off you know people will still continue them on um but uh, mainly the reason i decided to come to the us was um i just wanted to explore my options like um i was going through some personal uh situations back at home and i just needed a change of environment and i decided two things i said i'm either going to try and get a job in a different uh in a different um like a uh, different town S- same company but maybe if they can transfer me to another com- to another um, uh town city that was an option or get another job in a different company a different town i just wanted to get out of my town that's was the main reason and then also maybe go to school so those are the things that i was looking at and then school opened up i applied for um this program at USF the global sustainability program 6 months later or 7 months later i got a letter and they said you know admission letter and i was like oops at that point in time 
my life was sort of like my personal situation was getting together and I was sort of like in a happy place. I was like, I don't really think I want to, you know, do this because when I wanted to do this was like seven, eight months ago. And now things are seem to be like opening up for me and uh, I think I'm good. Um, but um, my friends and my family were like, you should probably think about this. First of all, when I told my family, they were like, what? Wait, you're going to the U.S. When did you apply for this? And I told them I applied for this like eight months ago. So they encouraged me and I decided I was going to go get my visa. And if I got approved for my visa, then this is a yes, I'm going to come to the U.S. So I went to the embassy. It was straightforward. They gave me my visa and I said, then this is it. This is my, you know, I have no reason not to go. <laughs> yeah. You earned two master's degrees here. What are they in and why those disciplines? So I initially, my first uh, degree was in uh, global sustainability, and that program was mind-blowing for me. When I first saw all the different concentrations they had, I was just like wanting to do all of them because all of them seemed so interesting. And while I was there, I realized I was also gaining passion in data analytics and just data management and business management, all the so the business side of things and sustainability at the same time. Because, you know, with sustainability, we talk about, uh, you know, uh, the three arms of sustainability. That's the economy, the environment, and, you know, the, so the social aspect of things. And I wanted to bridge, you know, the gap between the business and, you know, sustainability, where people tend to think that, you know, if you're doing a success successful business, it's all about profits. It's all just about, yeah, profits. But I'm like, no, you know, we can actually make a profitable, profitable business that is sustainable. So I wanted to get into the business world more. And knowing that my background was also in marketing and economics, I wanted to expand on that more. And uh, so I decided to enroll into the management school at Muma Business College. And mainly my idea behind that was also to be able to take a couple of courses in data analytics because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to dive deeper into data, like the, the data analytics uh, program, uh, uh, just because um, of the technical side of things, you know, like uh, computer, uh, what do you call this, uh, software programming, computer programming. And I wasn't really in a vast uh, knowledgeable in that area, but I just wanted to get my feet wet. So. The uh, management school was great because it allowed me to get some business courses, get some management classes, and also get some data analytic classes. And combining all that with sustainability just comes in together and just made me feel like, you know, now I have something like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm valuable. <laughs> you became the sustainability planner for the St. Petersburg campus in 2020. The initiatives on the campus are pretty varied. Uh, tell me about them. Yeah, they are pretty varied, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, my predecessor, Brian, and also my supervisor, Ed, because they really, and also the entire community, uh, campus community at USF St. Pete, because sustainability is one of the organization, the campus's values. And um, so going in there, there was a lot of, the foundation was already laid out for me, you know, they knowing that that's a culture, that is embraced within the campus community, knowing that my predecessor had done a couple of programs here and there and projects that were really successful. 
encouraged me to continue them on and also to build upon them and create these other new uh, great initiatives on campus. So these projects vary from, you know, energy management, energy efficiency, uh, to uh, er sustainable energy production from our solar panels that we have up down, uh, down there. We also have a couple of, uh, what do you call this, di uh, biodiversity uh, projects where we have the butterfly garden on campus. Uh, we also have a food forest on campus. Uh, when we talk about um, water efficiency, you know, we have most we have a couple of buildings that are lead uh, certified. So trying to grow upon that, and you know, just trying to improve building efficiency on all our buildings on campus. So it's just a wide array of projects that are touching on different facets of sustainability, and that's what amazes me because. You know, if something is stalling, you can put that to hold and get on something else and get that going. And then also working with students because it's not just about me. It's also the fact that the projects are being done on campus and being able to engage the students to participate in this project is also uh, interesting to me. And it's also something that is satisfying because, you know, when you finish college and you're going to look for jobs, they ask you, what experience do you have? So I like what I do and being able to work with students giving them that uh, advantage opportunity to you know practice what they're learning on campus and giving them an upper hand when they're looking for jobs it's just it's amazing it's all it all comes together and just makes it so amazing the st petersburg campus was one of only seven higher education institutions nationally to receive a grant through the 2020 ford college community challenge how much was the grant for, and how is it being used? The grant was uh, 25000 So the idea uh, behind <clears throat> the grant was uh, to promote uh, access to fresh and local uh, vegetables in the St. Pete area, and specifically in the CRA area. This is an area where uh, it's predominantly uh, black. Uh, it's a low-income area, and um, so... <laughs> Access to fresh and, uh, you know, fresh local, not even necessarily local, but just fresh produce should be a no-brainer. But in that area, you'll realize that um, it's that's not the case. So the idea, the, the main uh, purpose for this grant was to, uh, you know, um, help programs that are already in the community that are trying to solve this uh, problem. And we do have this uh, St. Pete Youth Farm which is a youth-led program, and they do, they're doing an amazing job in South St. Pete. So they have uh, different programs, and one of the things they work on is agriculture and, uh, and just uh, food uh, sustainability and uh, food access. So for me, it was a good way to supplement that program with this grant just to allow the kids to... To get to know the different ways of growing food in your neighborhood. So besides being an educational platform for the students, it's also on the youth. It's also a it's it's also an area where we are growing. We're actually growing food, and the community comes in and they can you know get the produce from the farm. And we have different ways in which we're growing the food. So initially, the program, the youth program, they do grow the food in ground, which is great. But with the grant, it supplements the program by also installing a greenhouse on there and we're going to be growing food in the greenhouse hydroponically so students and the youth get to learn that you know there's different ways of growing food which is great this is also this also can be a business because we know so many people who've made you know businesses 
fruitful businesses out of you know greenhouse farming and just farming in general and then also it's also another avenue for getting food so for me it was a way that we can tackle a lot of things but in one spot so what's the status of the greenhouse uh we just got the greenhouse uh last i think i want to say a couple of days ago maybe last wednesday uh, it got delivered, and uh, we haven't mounted it yet. We haven't, like, put it together just because, you know, the weather hasn't been great. Plus, you know, it's summertime, so we're getting a lot of rains. But we're trying to coordinate that so that we can install it and have it on the ground uh, and then start the process of, you know, growing what needs to be grown in there. The good thing that we did at the beginning of all this, we did a community survey to find out what the community really wants, what they need in terms of, you know, vegetables, what their preferences are. And we've been growing a couple of that in ground already. And uh, it's been amazing just seeing the community walking in and looking into the farm and, uh, you know, grabbing stuff, grabbing food items. So it's, it's coming together and I'm loving it. You have community partners, don't you? Yes. Tell me about them. So as I said, the first our first community partner was, you know, obviously the city and the youth farm because this is a uh, is a city program. And then we were also working with Suak, which is a group of farmers uh, who've come together in uh, in Saint Pete. And mainly, what they do, they do a lot of uh, educational uh, programs on, you know, different just how to basically, you know, grow food on your own. And they, it's farmers coming together, helping each other out. Um, so we partnered with them as well. We do work with USF Tampa as well. Uh, some professors from USF Tampa and professors, some classes from USF St. Peter also, I could say, partners into the program. What about USF students? Are they involved? Yes, we had uh, last semester, we had three courses. One grad, one grad course from uh, Patel College participated. And we also had two courses undergrad courses from the St. Pete uh, campus. How will the greenhouse be sustained long term? So the idea behind the idea to sustain the greenhouse was to obviously besides just education, produce the food. And uh, we are still trying to figure out the business side of things, how we are going to make it sustainable in terms of, you know, obviously money and selling the produce. Uh, ideally, 70% of the produce is going to be sold back to the community and 30% of the produce is going to be given to the community through charity. So we're going to be working with uh, Daystar. Daystar is also our partner. So we're going to be working with Daystar to, uh, it's, it's, a show, it's a program that helps out uh, uh, community, the community, the people in need. So we will be donating food through them, the 30%. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how, you know, the price the pricing system and how we're going to distribute the food through, you know, either through a farmer's market or maybe how we're going to distribute that. And we were working with students actually from the Patel College to figure out a distribution model and a business model that will be easily acceptable with the community and will just be like a one-stop shop. Because if someone can go to Publix and buy produce, we want to make the farm a place that is just as easy as that, you know, for them to be able to just purchase as easy as that. So we are looking at also other ways, payment method, methods. Um, so if it's through credit card, uh, cash, volunteer, uh, not volunteer-based, but a donation-based too, uh, where you can just, you know, give whatever amount you want and just, you know, get the produce that you need. So we are trying to look at all the different uh, models that will be uh, sustainable. We have when it. do you hope to have this up and running? 
Uh, so ideally, the city wants to have an official opening in September. We haven't had a date, had date set yet, so that's still up in the air. But we will communicate that as we come close to, you know, the fall semester. But uh, I would want to say the months between September, October, November, around that time. I know it's a, it's really pretty wide, but around that area is when we will officially, you know, launch everything and launch the greenhouse and the farm, in, the entire farm in general. It's a very exciting project for the community and for the university. I agree. It's a very exciting. And we've also had uh, alumni calling in and even current students calling in wanting to either volunteer at the farm or either donate to the farm. So we're just getting some good feedback, some positive vibes, and we're loving it. We are getting, I mean, we've been understanding that some staff that would want to donate some of their um, community hours to, you know, that to, to the farm. So it's just amazing to get all this, you know, positivity from left, right, and, and center. That's great. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I do want to mention our plans for the August 13th episode. USF President Steve Carell will be here as guest host to discuss the university's newly adopted strategic renewal plan. His focus will be on a core element of the plan, which is USF's relationship with the region's business community to support innovation and economic development. President Carell's guest will be Mark Sharp, Chief Potential Officer for the Tampa Innovation Partnership. Thanks to all of you for listening. We welcome your ideas for future episodes. Please visit MyUSF or directly at usf.edu slash insideusf to share your suggestions. Special thanks to our production team at WUSF Public Media. Our theme music, a song called Black Bucket Stump, is courtesy of Jack Wilkins, Director of Jazz Studies in our School of Music and comes from his CD, The Blue and Green Project, on Summit Records. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on MyUSF or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Copyright 2021, the University of South Florida.